Lights, Camera, Asia. A look at Asian culture and history through the lens of cinema. Hello and welcome to Lights Camera Asia. I'm Jake Chen. Now we've finally concluded our lengthy miniseries on Old Boy, the South Korean classic, and this week we are starting to explore a new movie called Scoop. It is a Japanese drama thriller, produced and released in 2016, and it shines on light on a rather peculiar group of people in Japan, the paparazzi. Now I had little knowledge or interest in that industry in general, let alone the paparazzi scene in Japan. But one thing is for sure is that wherever there is a celebrity culture, there is a need for paparazzi. And one thing I do know is that celebrity culture is alive and rather well in Japan. The film and music studios crank out new products and established idols at a pretty rapid pace, in order to keep their young fans engaged and interested. That means that, in essence, the idols are no different than the music albums that they record and sell, or the movies that they make. They are products for people to purchase, and very often to make fun of. Such as the celebrity culture in Japan, in very much in the most parts of the world. So, what is the role of paparazzi in this industry, and what is their everyday life like? This movie, in its rather joking tone, is trying to address this question. The movie starts with a rather direct manner. We see the protagonist of the movie, Mr. Shizuka Miyakonojo. We'll just call him Nojo from this point on. Uh, shooting a group of celebrities with a long lens on a Canon camera from far away. Now, pretty quickly, he was discovered because a young girl tripped into his way. The young girl's name is Namikawa Nobi. Because Nobi accidentally tripped over and exposed Nojo's position, he couldn't really complete the shoot because he was spotted by the few celebrities, and the two quickly drove back to the editorial room of Scoop. Scoop is the name of the movie. It is also the name of this fictional entertainment magazine that the two will be collaborating together under. Apparently, Nojo has been working as their quote-unquote chief paparazzi for many, many years. The guy is good. He knows many ways to approach celebrities and get the shot he wants. And the editor has sent Nobi to help him. Unbeknownst to him, Nobi ruined one of his photo sessions. So, what kind of characters are we looking at? Let's start with Miyako Nojo. Nojo looks like he's in his late thirties or early forties. He has very much a playboy persona. He frequently flirts with women and comments on their physical shape in very explicit languages. 
and he also spends a considerable chunk of his income on locations and services that are, well, let's just say for adults only. But aside from all the extracurricular activities, one thing that the editors cannot ignore is just how good he is at his job. Nojo is very good. Not only does he know how to capture good photos, he knows how to approach celebrities. And that's probably why the editor decides to bring Nobi, the young girl, under his wing. Apparently, the editor believes that it will be a good balance for him to work with somebody who is fairly green in the industry and to tutor her along the way. As we can imagine in classic buddy cop movies, Mr. Cool really isn't cool with the idea, but he eventually will have to put up with the demands of his manager. Except his buddy in this movie is a young lady. So what kind of persona is Nobi, his new partner? Nobi is this young, naive, energetic girl. In a brief conversation in Nojo's car, Nobi said that she wanted to become a writer-slash-editor in the fashion industry, but apparently that career path didn't work out, so after a few months, she got transferred to the paparazzi department of a media outlet. So an experienced paparazzi photographer is now partnered with a young girl who's green in the industry, who also doesn't know exactly how she ends up here. Now, this is going to be fun. Pretty soon, Nobi finds out that many of her expectations or stereotypes about the paparazzi industry isn't exactly what it is. Now, we all know the end product of paparazzi. They produce explosive photos of celebrities. Many of these photos are borderline infringement on people's privacy because... Well, let's face it, the more embarrassing, the more explosive, the more private, and very often the more lewd the photos are, the more attention that it garners. It is far from a dignified career in any sense, but it is something that grabs a lot of people's attention. But when Nobi begins her job, she spends the first many, many nights waiting along with Nojo inside his car. Eventually, one day, she finally couldn't take it anymore, so she just asked him, well, isn't this just very boring? And especially for a job that's not exactly dignified, why putting in so much effort? And this is one of the few key moments in the movie where Nojo, the veteran paparazzi, opens up and educates Nobi, the newcomer. Nojo tells her that this is the nature of their job. For those few split seconds of grabbing photographs, they often have to spend hours and days waiting for their prey. And Nojo is apparently also not a big fan of Nobi looking down on his profession. He said that no matter how much people look down on paparazzi like him, the reality of the matter is that people need the material that he produces. It is an increasingly important and very often integral part of their daily entertainment. Nobi doesn't exactly agree with the theory, but before she can even ponder the question, she's quickly thrown into the fire. 
In one of their assignments, Nojo and Nobi are assigned to follow a group of young entertainers, sort of the rising hot stars in Japan's pop music scene. After setting up his camera and grabbing quite a few photos of these entertainers singing karaoke from a distance, Nojo pushes Nobi to the front line and tells her, go grab the shot with your cell phone as close as possible and I'll wait for you outside the door. As we can imagine, Nojo doesn't really exactly give her a chance to say no, despite the fact that Nobi is totally not ready for that. And for a number of reasons, she's left alone as a young girl in a nightclub with a lot of men, which isn't exactly both well in terms of safety. And then she's forced to take paparazzi photos to actually one of her favorite stars, something that she's not exactly willing to do. So with much hesitation and reluctance, she eventually plucks up the courage and walks up to the little room and she unveils the curtain and grabs two photos. She runs out and Nojo gets her in the car and the two drives off into the distance. Just a few hours later, in the next morning, Nobi sees the fruit of her labor. She sees the photographs that she's taken published on magazines, on websites, and on TVs, and she sees the number of clicks uh, and buys rising pretty quickly. But while she's seeing that for the first time, and she's getting some recognition from Nojo and some of her peers, as a fan of that singer that she just took photo of a few hours ago, she wasn't really sure that this is something that she should have done. After all, the result of her taking that photograph was pretty clear. The entertainer's reputation is tarnished, if not ruined, and her career trajectory will be different from this point on. This is where Nobi, as a newcomer in the paparazzi industry, begins to realize just how powerful the results, sort of the product of her career can really be. With a few clicks of a shutter, she really is able to change people's perception on a few people, and as a result of that, change people's lives. In the following episode, we'll follow Nojo and Nobi along in more and more of their adventures into the paparazzi world, and we'll see just how many people they have affected and how they have been affected in return. And the question in Nobi's head remains is that whether doing this really is worth it. Is it really worth it to spend this much time spying and intruding on people's privacy? Thank you for listening to this episode of Lights Camera Asia. I'm Jake Chan, and I'll talk to you next week. What do you know about Taiwan? 
I know who the president is. What about their local music and food? Well, hmm, what do you suggest? Tune in to Radio Taiwan International. Here at RTI, we offer the authentic Taiwan experience. You hear the sound of remote attractions, the local food, music, the lives of real Taiwanese as they live it. Visit english.rti.org.tw. Listen to the real Taiwan. RTI, the lighter side of shortwave. RTI, it's shortwave with a twist. Check out RTI on Facebook for a daily dose of Taiwan. Tune in Saturdays for Feast Meets West when Andrew Ryan and Ellen Chu serve up a slice of Taiwan, only on Radio Taiwan International. Like RTI on Facebook.